what's going on guys phil here with podcast number 196 hopefully you're safe and sound out there in this crazy world that we live in hopefully you have great health out there stay safe and of course enjoy your time with family so we're gonna be switching things up on you uh for those that have been uh watching live on twitch this past a month we've been playing a a wide range of games from uh Battletech to Mech 5 to MWO even, but more importantly, we've been branching out. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through uh, uh, sort of a list of games that I've played I want to talk about, give my little bit of uh, feedback about well, whether maybe you're interested as well, and then um, we'll go from there. So in the list, and I'll have, of course, timestamps for you, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, Slay the Spire, uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, XCOM, Enemy Unknown, and of course we will be talking about MechWarrior Online, uh, MechWarrior 5, and uh, that will be pretty lengthy, so make sure to stick around for that. So the first thing we're going to do is talk about uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. So let's go dive into it. Okay, on with Ori and the Blind Forest. What can I say really about this title? Um, I went in knowing nothing and Obviously, when I played this, it was around the same time as the new um, sequel to it coming out. And I think that's sort of where the hype was. But I'd watched an, another streamer, and that was Ko, um, start to play the other one. And I had to move away from his stream because I didn't want it to ruin it. But this game is so fantastic. It is such a fun, whimsical, sometimes tear jerking it's like you know i'm not crying you're crying sort of thing like within the first few moments i mean you play this character that is just adorable uh the story and the, it's just so amazing how much emotion can be conveyed in in sounds and song and really not a whole lot of actually any um speaking as far as you know the character speaking or you speaking or english um the overall story is a uh, sort of a mystical one um, that uh, you're going to do quests to bring back basically um, the forest and life and, you know, Mother Earth and stuff like that. Um, but it's very whimsical. The art style is amazing. The play is fantastic. And the cool thing is I played the definitive edition, which I guess adds a bit more from the base game. And I was able to pick this up relatively um, you or you can pick this up relatively inexpensive out there and it's on um, GOG and Steam cells and stuff like this but or in the blind forest to me was I wouldn't even say it's a kid's story but it definitely I think you could play it with your children I think the gameplay can be very difficult especially the I would say the the main areas like it's a side scroller obviously but then there's certain um, stages, I guess, dungeons, if you will, that are very difficult at times. I mean, and there is no easy, medium, you know, hard, nothing like that. It's just, it is what it is. I found it very refreshing, very light, very fantastical. Um, I love the artwork. I love the sound. I love the music. I loved everything about it. I mean, if I'm honest, I mean, and, and, and this sort of goes back to what I was talking about on the last podcast, which was, I need to experience these uh, games. I've missed out on so many. Um, it's great. I would highly recommend it. If you can pick it up, I would, uh, let's say one out of five stars, I would easily give it a 4.5, if not a five. Like to me, it's just, it's a solid game. So if you're interested in it, it's again, 
don't be fooled by the the cute and cuddly as well it is challenging uh, it's difficult but it's so rewarding and the skills and abilities you learn and how the combinations because it again it is a side scroller with verticality as well um it's really fun and if you're like me i'm one of those where like i can't leave like a room unsearched so you can go back and the cool thing is like there are some places that you're not going to be able to go or get to or items until you acquire the skills and abilities and then you can go back and anyways i'm like that i'm one of those where i don't want to just blitz through the story um the overall game i think it was around 10 hours and uh i haven't played and haven't looked at the brand new one so I will be coming back and talking about that. But if you're interested in Ori the Blind Forest, if you haven't played it, definitely check it out. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think uh, Twitch enjoyed it as well. Um, so yeah, check it out. Okay, moving on to Slay the Spire. Now, this is actually something I've played for years. It's been out for a few years now. Um, but they've made some additions within the last like year and a half that I haven't played. So I've recently been getting back into it. And for those that don't know, this is... I don't know how to, it's a card collection roguelike as you weave your way up this uh, spire, if you will, where every X amount of uh, uh, rooms that you encounter enemies and, uh, and elite fights and you fight a boss and then you get to the end and there's multiple classes there's actually four now when i first started there was only two and that was the ironclad and the silent and those are actually the two that i know i don't know how to play the the third and the fourth one the fourth one just came out so i'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this other than if you haven't checked it out and you like card games um i would definitely check out the the video i've got a few on on this youtube channel now of two runs with the silent unfortunately uh <laughs> Ironclad is just one of those where like I need to learn a few other deck builds and and those those are ones where um, it, to me it just I need to learn some exhaust decks for those that don't know it's like where you play a card and then it disappears out of your hand and then maybe you have other cards that give bonuses every single time you do that and so forth and so on or damage or, or defense and stuff but the cool thing about it is it's 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 not to use the term again whimsical it's fun it's it's artistic it's it's cute and but not cute and cuddly it's just it's so unique i love the art style i love the sounds i love the playing the replayability is literally limitless um and the cool thing is they have a thing called ascension so it's like as you beat the game you can go up in ascension it makes each level gives you basically harder and harder challenges right and so I thoroughly love Slay the Spire. It's so fun and it's really challenging. And if you're a card person, like your card games, you're probably going to fall right in love with this. And I see a whole wide range of skill levels out there in players. Um, I would say I'm a, just a total noob at it and I need to learn a lot more. But the cool thing is I am learning and I'm learning from the, the Twitch community as well, which has been really cool. So if uh, you enjoy these type of games, uh, make sure to catch it live when I stream it. Of course, that uh, information will be down below. Uh, but do I think this is worth it? Yes. Hands down, wherever, however much you can find this. If it's on sale, cool. If not, in my opinion, you're going to be supporting it. I bought, this, I, I bought this like two and a half, almost three years ago. And it's one of those games, too, that you'll look down and three, four, five hours has gone by. So if you like those type of games, check this out. All right, up next is 
Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Let me first by just saying this was a gift. Uh, I'd like to say thank you again to, I believe, Troublesome for this. He gave me this code, and a lot of these games I've been given codes, so thank you guys. Um, I, I struggle even to sort of describe this experience in this game, and it is game. And I will say this, this game is not fun. This game is about an experience of you, the player, and what it's like to have schizophrenia and losing your mind and or reality and what is reality, what is real, not real is this. And of course, the, 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 the time frame of this game is back in the sort of Nordic um, time frame. Right, you've got the Northmen, uh, basically sort of a story here. Uh, Senua has always dealt with, um, she's been on the edge of uh, sanity and growing up she's been shunned. She's been uh, basically manipulated and cast aside and, and uh, you know, community. Uh, I mean, you got to think back in the day, this would have been, I can't even imagine what they would have done to people. And that's sort of the point of this is to sort of shed light on their experiences i mean the auditory feedback you get in this game is absolutely stunning it i've never played another game like this let alone i've never had an experience like this and i'm not going to ruin the entire thing and the entire story but i will say i played this and then i watched at the very end there was this um a sort of director's um video of why the game was made and how they made it and it's it's eye-opening it's an expression of art i mean the game looks absolutely stunning i mean there's there's the reason why too when you see the character's face in anime it's because they're using mocap they're they're using i mean it's so good it's so good and like I said, the auditory, the visual uh, side of things is something I've never experienced. And, and, and actually, I would say that was probably the hardest challenge in this game is there are points in time in the game where the visual, I don't know if there are hallucinations or visual imp, you know, impacts on like, imp, like not being able to see clearly and stuff like that. It's a puzzle game as well. It's an adventure. It's a story. There's a lot of narrative, a lot of listening. Um, the action, I would say, is probably the biggest drawback to this game and the combat. But that being said, the combat isn't the main part of this game. And so, like, even though it's repetitive and it's very mediocre, very mediocre, I don't think it gets a pass here, but I think that's it's not the point. Like you're not supposed to play this game and walk around and be like, oh damn, dude, that that was that was awesome. Like that gunfight or that sword fight, you know, obviously no guns, but sword fight. Like it's not supposed to be like that. And if anything, I think that's probably the 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 least important value of this experience. And like I said, I, I call this an experience. It wasn't a fun game, at least not for me. And I and I took it seriously. I I listened, I understood that this experience that i'm playing is what others in the real world experience every single day and i can't imagine i never really put a whole lot of thought into that 
I'd never even put in perspective what life would be like with, uh, you know, voices or hallucinations or, I mean, you name it. Um, and uh, also understood the stigma that would be applied and culturally and stuff. So if none of this sounds interesting at all, this is probably for you. But for me, I felt it was an amazing experience to go through. There were so many times I just was scratching my head going, I have no idea what's going on. And I'm perfectly okay with that because full circle at the very end when we got through it and we watched the editor and the game developer and stuff like that, you were like, oh, okay, that makes sense a little bit more. So anyways, thank you again for the gift. Um, hopefully, um, if for those that have played it, you uh, got the same message or, or maybe... Um, you know, but I will say a warning if this game may be too real for some out there. And if, if that's the case, make sure to watch videos on YouTube before you, you purchase this, because then I feel like I don't want you to waste your money. Um, but I know there were some people in uh, my Twitch chat that had to step away. And that also has to do with how she is treated, um, at a younger age too. So just sort of keep that in mind. I thought it was an amazing experience. It's not everyone's cup of tea and it's not everyone's game. I know that uh, it's not as popular on Twitch and the viewing and anyways. So check it out. Okay, on to XCOM Enemy Unknown. I'd like to give a quick shout out to Savardius. You guys know him as Tiny Hippo Sev in Twitch chat. Uh, long time sub, very, very supportive um, friend who also came up and helped me move into this house. Thank you again, buddy. Uh, obviously, he didn't travel from Florida from do, to do that, but he just so happened to be here. So thank you again, Sev, if you listen to this. Uh, he gifted me this on uh, Steam, and uh, we played the shit out of it. So we just wrapped it up today. What can I say? You don't understand XCOMers and memes until you live it. The 95% miss. Ah. <sighs> To be honest, it really wasn't that bad, at least not in my playthrough. And that's also, I would probably account to being normal. I didn't play on very difficult or whatever you guys masochistic people do. Um, I understand there's also a mod, a huge mod called the Long War that apparently ramps up difficulty because again, you guys are sick. And, um, but overall, what did I think about this? Um, I think I was in a better position. We had tried XCOM 2 like months ago and I had to stop like literally after like two missions. I said, I, I don't know what's going on. I need to understand what the story is. And people are like, oh, you don't need to play one. For me, I do. And now I understand the story of what's happening, where the aliens are coming from, what happens. And also, too, um, when you get to the end, I understood now why XCOM was so different or XCOM 2 was so different. Um, but that being said, I felt the uh, play of the XCOM Enemy Unknown was good. Um, I like the base building. I felt that on normal, a lot of the options really didn't impact your play. Like the satellites weren't as important um, defensive satellite capabilities like stealth satellites. You didn't really have to worry about on normal apparently and stuff like that where like you can see as the difficulty ramps up. Um, I really enjoyed everything about this experience. That being said, there were some things that um, I think are fixed in XCOM 2. I love the customization, which was really cool because um, uh, people would 
donate towards the gizmo fund uh, to help with uh, uh, my dog and her medical bills and I would put them on the squad and they got to pick, you know, hey, heavy support sniper and then I could pick the armor and stuff like that. That was actually really cool. From a streamer perspective, that was just really cool. And I can see that being used, uh, I'm assuming XCOM 2. And from what I understood and wrote, I remember it had a ton of customization. So you can really go down the rabbit hole. Um, the classes didn't see, it, it wasn't as in depth. Uh, there were certain things that I felt like I didn't quite utilize, like for instance, heavies. I really, as, as I went along, if anything, I think two snipers, two assault and one support or uh, two snipers, two assault, you know, oh, no, I, I just said that again, two, two support heavies aren't really needed until the very end, if anything. So it's just one of those things where assaults were really powerful, especially the ability to move and fire. Um, and yeah, anyways, snipers OP is shit, especially once you get down where they're like, uh, maxed out. I also felt that, uh, you, you learn a little bit as far as like, uh, for instance, doing the barracks upgrades, I would have done the will. Um, some of my top characters didn't get the will bonus as they leveled up because I didn't have that, um, uh, upgrade as well, you know, so they were more vulnerable to the, um, uh, psionic powers being taken over. Um, there were some things I didn't like. There was a few missions where, I cleared a room or had sight on a room, went another direction and literally had things spawn either behind me or, you know, um, and there was, I think one time it turned out fine just because I was in overwatch position anyways. And I had like berserkers run in. Um, but there was a few times where I had to restart, uh, the game. I did lose guys. Um, and that wasn't much of as much of an issue, but I did learn. So it was definitely trial by fire. Uh, chat did a really good job of instructing me, but also letting me experience the game. Um, obviously, we've got XCOM 2 to play. Um, I don't know if I'll try the mod scene of XCOM 1, uh, The Long War. Um, I think XCOM 2 will do just that. But that being said, I think I'm going to take a break for a bit from XCOM. There's a ton of other ones, too. I've been told Phoenix Point, which is on Epic, um, to check that out and it's from the makers of XCOM and XCOM 2 I think so that makes sense why the recommendation and stuff like that but anyways I I like this I can understand um playing the game on higher difficulty would probably net um you know obviously bigger uh, choices and like combat would probably change um but I mean I I felt like I was pretty cautious cautious at times the only times I really lost um you know soldiers was when i messed up and, or like i would rush around a corner and be like ah oh, it's fine and then it'd be like oh bad you do especially with your last dude you'd go on a corner and get hosed anyways um so you live and you learn i enjoyed it um if obviously and you can find these on sale and stuff like out there on steam and gog and stuff like that so if you haven't played this and you like turn-based um, uh, tactical games this is definitely a good one for you the uh, entire game, I would say it was, it was probably about 15 hours, maybe a little bit more. I would say the story is actually probably shorter than that, but I went pretty far as far as like doing extra missions and so forth. I think if you just blitzed it, it's probably it's probably around 10 hours or less, um, probably a lot less. But I, I did play it a lot more than I probably needed to. 
that being said, that's the type of player I am. That being said, playing Corruption 2029 and then playing this, I felt like I was a little spoiled. I actually really liked how you had the freedom of movement in Corruption 2029 up until combat. And I think that, for me, was actually a lot more engaging and a lot more fun. So um, we've got Mutant Year Zero that is also by the uh, the creators of Corruption 2029. So we got to check that out as well. But anyways, that's XCOM. Let's go ahead and talk about MechWare Online and uh, MechWare 5. All right, let's talk about MechWare Online. Recently, we had uh, Piranha Games release a uh, free hero mech, and that was the Quarantine, along with some free uh, premium time as well. And that's, of course, with the COVID going around and all that fun stuff. Um, kudos, cool. Uh, it's it's an all right mech if you're interested, but it's definitely free hero. Go play it, have fun, the premium time as well. But I, I think, you know, for me talking about MWO right now, I, I think I'm a, a lot like you guys out there and so many where I'm on the wall, man. Like I played a few times last week and yeah, I can hop in, have fun. And it's great to interact with chat. I know so many people want to see me play it and get back into it, but I don't know. I mean, why? Like, and, and I ask that as more of a question of like, what is you know, PGI going to be doing with the game? Are they doing anything? The last response we got from Russ was, keep playing, we're not shutting down the servers. You know, to me, that just doesn't instill confidence. And, and you know, like, what does that even mean? Like, I, we just, you know, we just want, I just, I just don't think anything's coming for MWO. That's how, that's what I'm feeling. I just don't think anything is coming. I think for those that are maybe sort of waiting on the outside i just and that's not personal or that's not like insider information um again i just I, that's how i feel i don't we haven't gotten anything with mwo as far as substance for so long and i think mech 5 is the the primary focus for pgi and the one thing we need to talk about is we need to talk about the five-year extension i mean the five-year extension now that they have it and they've if russ has announced it which I guess, you know, with MWO, I, I, there's really nothing else to say about it other than I don't think we're going to get any more. So that's, that's the problem I have, which is when I play it, the conversation quickly turns to like, oh, you know, what if they did this or what if they did that? I don't like, and I don't want to get my hopes up because I don't think anything is happening. I, if I'm wrong, awesome. But I just, that's not how I feel. That's not my gut feeling that I'm wrong. So as far as MWO is concerned, I think it's going to keep going until it can't sustain itself and or it doesn't make any profit. That being said, do I think that's a wrong thing of PGI to do? Oh man, that's a tough question. Yes and no and no and yes. <laughs> As a business decision, I totally understand where the focus of PGI would have been 100% MechWare 5, especially if they didn't know or Russ didn't know about the extension. And it is, to my knowledge, uh, and again, I was just like you guys, I didn't know uh, whether they did or did not until he announced it. 
Um, but last time we talked about it publicly, um, I think it was quite late in the game. I think it was this year, 2020, possibly January, February. Uh, obviously, that news came out, what, a month, a little less than a month ago as far as the extension. I think that's around the time frame when they find out. So it makes perfect sense for PGI to focus 100% on Mech 5. And MWO, unfortunately, all the resources were pulled from it. As a player, no, I didn't like that. As a person that was involved with the community and having to see the effects of that every single day, that also affected me. But of course, under the circumstances, I couldn't express fully uh, that it upset me. It did upset me and it still upsets me. But again, I'm not going to go down that road because I feel like MWO isn't going anywhere and I don't think anything will be uh, added to it. I don't think they have any plans for it. And I'm going to go a step further. I think it's the smart thing for them to do. Now, if you didn't like that comment, I don't like it. But hear me out. This is why. Now that they have an extension, MWO, to be to do anything new would have to reinvent the wheel as far as their monetization model. For those that don't know, monetization model mean all the all their income sources, like how they make income, right? One of the big ones, which was Max, dried up. They stopped it because it costs more, and that means paying people to do the artwork, do the animations, do the 3D models, the texture, all those people in, in that pipeline, it costs that X amount to get a new mech in that they weren't selling. Why? Because we have chassis bloat. We have so many mechs. Was that a problem early game? No, it wasn't a problem, but it started becoming a problem. Years ago, it started becoming a problem. Anyways, I digress. My point being is I don't think, and I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What would be an acceptable model to you guys if they flipped it? Would you want a subscription model where you just got all the mechs for free? I don't know how that works. I don't see that playing out. I don't know, other than the fact of they would have to drastically change their monetization model. And then what? What would they come out that would entice you? As me, as a player, I haven't seen anything. Solaris. What, a complete rework of Solaris? Would that entice me? Uh, get rid of the skill tree with 90 some odd clicks and go to something that's more like, I don't know, less clicks, <laughs> more impactful, uh, you know, something linear, but you could see uh, something like, no, I'm not, and by the way, I'm not saying World of Tanks or World of Warships, but the idea of like each mech could have different, like, I don't know, uh, engine upgrades and or whatever, and you could be really cool and have fun. Uh, it's basically like a visual quirk sort of thing. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think that could work. I think if they would have taken that from the first place instead of the skill tree, we'll have. But would that bring you back? Does that change the game modes? We've had game modes that haven't had any updates. And again, guys, see, you, you got me you got me talking. We we the problem with MWO, in my opinion, is that I don't think the time investment of resources for PGI, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. So now we're on to Mech 5. Mech 5 has came out. We just recently got a, um, a 
editor patch, by the way, and there was a they had a game stuff. Uh, they had game information like AI's improved, and that's pretty much it. Um, I haven't really talked a lot about Mech Five, and I feel like it's about time I do so. And you might want to sit back, you might want to relax, but I'm going to be open and honest as I can be about my thoughts on Mech Five. And I don't think there's any good way of starting this. So let's just go ahead and talk about Mech 5. Let's talk about the very first experience that we have in Mech 5. My very first experience with Mech 5 is a lot like you guys back in the day with the trailer of 2016. And I think it got us a lot, you know, hyped quite a bit. I mean, we had the Shadowhawk trailer, you know, of it coming out of the hangar. It felt, you know, stompier. It felt just... The experience was different. The new HUD. But that wasn't the game we got. Matter of fact, that wasn't the game at all we got. We got a intro that felt like a history lesson. Now, don't get me wrong. The intro they had wasn't bad. In my opinion, though, it wasn't an intro to a MechWarrior title. It was, if you compare it to all of the previous Mech Warrior and Mech Commander and Mech Assault, the biggest letdown I had seen. I was devastated. I remember saying to Darren, like, what? This is, there's got to be more. Like, this isn't the trailer, is it? Like, or is this a trailer? Is this the intro? Is this just a cinematic in the game? What is this? I was so let down, guys. I'm just telling, I'm just being honest. I, I'm not saying it was horrible. What I'm saying is the MechWare 2 intro of the Timberwolf and then the Summoners, MechWare 3 intro, the, the Summoner and the Timberwolf walking, or you're running in and fighting the Atlas and Big Al and then the Mad Dog steps out and then the Striders hop down and the Summoner squishing the dude. Mech 4, I'll hold him as long as I can. I'm in the courtyard, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like... Mech Commander, oh my god. I still think that's the best intro. To me, this set this sort of precedence of the game. Like, that mood, that was not an intro to me. Now, I do think it was useful information. And I do think it had its place in the game. But as filler, somewhere else. We'll get back to that. Boom, it, screen comes forward, campaign select instant action options, blah, blah, blah. It's got, that's in your face. With the king crab, by the way. I don't understand it. Like, to me, it did not, there was textures on the ground. And if you haven't noticed this, look at the textures. It has this wheel, like the, the game that, I don't know what they were trying to do, but it does not look good. Like, to me, it would have been, they could have done, It just, it set the precedence and I was like, okay, you know, and by the way, I'm playing this live on stream, you know, right? And, and it, it, to me, it was just, it was one of those things where I was almost going through it with a, okay, it'll, it'll get better. Then we started the campaign. Now, kudos. 
Um, I actually like the fact of we had a, a training. Uh, you get to learn how to maneuver the mech. Cool. Do I think it could have been better? Yes, hands down. Uh, one of the biggest eyesores I have is animations. I've never liked the robotic animations in MWO. I've never liked the big wiggle and stuff like that, the jarring sort of robot. Mer. I've never liked that. I've always thought this should be organic. It should be fluid. That's how they're described in the novels and the lore. And I just, I think aesthetically, the animations in MWO and Mech 5 leave a lot of room to, of improvement. And one of the first things you notice is you start in this mech bay and the victor torn, turns to you and it goes to step and it's it's this weird ass, it's this weird, it's almost like the IK of the foot. Someone didn't know or look at how a, a human walks. Like all you'd have to do is say, hey, Bob, can you stand over here? All right, I want you to walk a few steps and watch their feet. Have them take off their socks. I don't know. Maybe it's weird in the office. I don't know. But, you know, Bob, hey, roll up your pants a little bit. All right, cool. Let me see your feet. Okay. To me, those are the little things. Now, that being inside, you start up, you're in your centurion, you walk out as you walk you through these drills. Okay. It suffices. I like you're walking through uh, this military base, if you will. Um, it didn't seem like people were packing up and getting ready to leave, which anyways, I'll get onto that. Um, you go through these shooting, uh, scenario, these are your weapons, blah, blah, blah. I think it could have been cooler, but whatever. I did like the use of holograms, but I felt like that could have been so much cooler. You go through this and keep in mind, I have no problem with that. I think it could have been cooler. I think they could have done some cooler stuff. But here's my issue. It should have been separate from the story. What happens and transpires next, slap me in the face. The next thing you know, you're walking saying, hey, let's go get some beers, dad. And you're under attack. There was no warning. Uh, you're, the animations on the screen, by the way, the Victor and the Centurion. And then one of the biggest issues is the the... <laughs> the voice acting, and the lack of emotion. Now, I've gone through a lot of training with the military. If I had a situation where I had a child or my wife or my mother or whoever, and I had to tell in a very serious, no messing around, there would be some emotion in my voice. There is almost, there's no emotion. I wouldn't even say there is almost. There is no emotion in the scene of the Commander Mason telling his son, get out of here. You know, I'm going to hold them. There's none. Go and listen to it if you don't believe me. It is so like, it does not pull me in. And this is where I have to stop because this is, to me, one of the core problems with this is they walk you through this like tutorial of like how to move your mech and stuff. And then they use these animations in-game, this in-game uh, cinematics and stuff. But the problem is the animations look so funny and janky. The Victor, when he jumps up, and then the Centurion, when he's running away, it just, they use, you know, it's this 
I'm okay with the story. By the way, the overarching story of Mech 5, I have no problems with. It's how it's delivered to the player. That's where I have the problem with. And I'm going to be critical here because this IP matters to me. I've grown up with it. I want it to be treated with as much love and attention as it can get. And I just feel like right there, it's again, it's that, that intro cinematic sort of set the tone, this beginning thing set the tone when all of a sudden this leopard comes by drops out these mechs and these talking avatar mechs are talking to you. And it's the typical like deep voice and give us what we want and blah, blah, blah. You have no connection to the mech warrior inside. The mechs are painted black and red crimson, except for the commando. He's just green, like a standard mech. Uh, it's got this uh, stompy de stomp and it looks bad. The coolest animation out of all that is when, spoiler alert, Commander Mason dies. The victor falls over. That was cool. Liked it. Cool. And then it shows you running in a 50-ton battle mech from this VTOL that you could easily shoot down. And then you get on a dropship. By the way, there's no comms between you and your father. There's no comms between the father and the dropship. And this is where story and plot, and I just feel like the story was so lackluster to me. There was no, and I've talked to so many people about this, and this is where I felt like I just needed to talk about it. Like, to me, it would have made a hell of a lot more sense of them going through the training tutorial video and then been like, hey, son, Let's get some beers back at, you know, the barracks or whatever, or at the pub or whatever. And then they would have said, hey, Commander, we've got some weird readings over at Sensor Post. Can you go check those out? And, you know, he sends his son off to the mech bay. And then, boom, something cuts. And they would have shown, you know, like, your father was killed or something like this. And again, maybe just maybe if the animations and c cinematics would have been better or maybe if there was more time, I don't know. Again, this game got an extension of time right? As far as development, was this a part of that? Um, I don't know. Okay. So this set the stage, right? The next results for the game are you wake up in your dropship and you got to find jobs and you start being introduced. You get introduced to Rihanna. Now, again, being critical, I don't know what outfit she's wearing. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. No love was taken into accordance of like, what would, you know, <laughs> Fahad, your mechanic, your lead uh, mech tech, your lead Aztec, as they're called, by the way, they're called Aztecs. And that's another thing is there was no lore given to that. Like, um, the uh, case in point, Battletech by HBS, the characters and the models and the characters they create are great. They look good on screen. They, you can go there and you can ask them questions and find out about their history or ask blah, blah, blah. Obviously there's limited amounts of information there, but that's good. The problem I have is Rihanna looks, she's in like this weird battle armor. Why? She, have her in the, the you know, like a, a flight suit, sort of like Mech Commander, you know? I don't know, or something other than this like generic, it doesn't look good. You've got also got these, infantry security guys sit in the back and if you notice some of them are the exact same face as Fahad 
you know, and again, they just, there's no interaction. They follow you for a bit until they hit a certain angle and then they stop. There's no like, Hey boss, how you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Sorry to hear about your dad. You know, nothing like that. Fahad is apparently I've heard, I don't know. I mean, the, the English accent, some people in England were like, that sounds horrible. Um, it, it, it almost seems over. It's like whoever was writing the script was trying to to be too british uh insane like stuff i don't know maybe it was by someone who's from there i don't know i could be wrong um and then you get introduced to other characters and and these characters are holograms and it's not even a hologram with a movie i just feel like again why do we have the leopard it's cool to walk around but there's no interaction and then another big thing is when you come out of a mission you start down in the freaking mech bay and if you have anything to do with Rihanna, you have to walk your ass up there, right? To hit E, to interact, or F, one of the two. I think it's F. Now, normally, when you get out of mission, you can just hit tab and you can do your own thing. But when you have to interact with her, why am I having to walk from down there up there so many times? Just spawn me up in the captain's quarters every single time. Spawn Fahad on the top gantry so I don't have to walk all the way to down there. There's no gameplay reason for me to walk down there and that's another thing too is you'll quickly notice there's no gameplay reason to have it looks cool sure it does guys i'll, I'll be honest it, it looks cool but outside of that there's no reason to have they could have easily done 2d artwork they could have easily just spent less time on that now maybe just maybe we'll get more interaction down the road i don't know the overall story of mech 5 i have no problem with I just feel like how they portrayed it to the player and how the player experiences was a letdown, right? Like the the overall story, and again, spoilers here, the whole like Comstar and then who the who the antagonist and protagonist are, like you just feel no connection. Like when you kill the person who killed your dad, there's no like, you don't, oh well, just another day. Mm. Cool right the whole hinting at your clan uh, your father being sort of a clanner right they hint all that i mean there there's just to me you experience so many of the same old same old missions repetitive wave after wave and then there's little things where i don't understand like the very first tutorial missions by the way in the very first tutorial missions you experience a few things you experience this weird ecm effect which by the way gives people seizures almost i think it literally people are having issues with it that's not how ecm works but also too is we see it never again yet it was introduced and they you delete that you know object and it goes away why even have that in two you get introduced to breaking down uh, some containers, finding some containers and then collecting them. We never see that again, which would have been actually a really cool mechanic. I wouldn't say breaking down the building, but like having salvage, sort of like Mech Commander. You know, you'd run and capture a building and you'd get whatever loot was in it at the end. Hey, that would be really cool. That would give you a reason to rhyme. One, maybe not to shoot all the buildings, but two, maybe there were certain buildings that were indestructible or whatever or you could see or could take a little bit more hits so you knew if they got scratch they wouldn't instantly blow up i don't know but they were introduced to capturing these things and then the mechanic was never used again mech repair bays were seen twice in this game twice once early on during the tutorial missions and then almost like the last mission i think that's it 
such a letdown. And if anything, that's another issue with the game, which is the game modes could utilize some of those things. The game modes could utilize having mech repair bays on some of those, especially when it comes to like Warzone or uh, anything where there's multiple waves coming at you. Because here's the issue. That's all the game is. The difficulty rating is how much tonnage and how many vehicles or mechs they throw at you. And to me, the reason why you could do that in Mech Commander is because you could take a refit vehicle, you could go to the mech lab. If you take those away, you have to dramatically reduce how much you throw at the player. So game modes, we have demolish or demolition, right? We have uh, um, war zone. Um, we have these game modes, a defend base, Oh, don't even get me started on your friendlies destroying your own base. Um, we have these game modes. I don't have a problem with the game modes. What I have a problem with is, are we going to see any adjustments to them and additions to them and additional gameplay? I don't want just more game modes. That's cool. Yeah, sure. But I want iterations to be done to the game modes, or is that going to be left to the modders to do? Because like they're repetitive. Why are they repetitive? Why are we just having more like... Shouldn't it just be a fixed amount of mechs or vehicles in place or around the map and then that's it? Instead, we are getting these waves upon waves. And again, this is also one of the reasons why I haven't been playing Mech 5. People have asked me, why aren't you playing it? We don't see you playing it. I, I have people come in and ask me, what do I think about Mech 5? I think playing through it one time is going to, at least for me, I don't, it's just, it's too repetitive. I don't, I just don't, there's no, in, gut feeling of like, oh shit, I, I can't wait to play that every single day, right? Like I, there's none of that. Like, and so with all this rant about Mech 5 guys, do, if I, do I think it's a horrible game? No. Do I think it is perfect? Heck no. Do I think it needs work? Yes. Do I think that it has potential? Yes. Do I think, um, it'll happen. I don't know. You know, I mean, Russ said it openly about stories. He said, we're not good at storytelling. So if they're going to do any DLC, which by the way, DLC April, we have no information. We have no hype train. I have no reason to believe that it'll be anything worthwhile to spend money on. And I say that just because we don't know what the heck's going on. No idea. None. There's not even they did something back in 2009 when they released those three, three second trip. They, they tease us, tell us something, tell us a reason for us to want to play McFive or to be excited because right now the, there's nobody streaming it or very little. Um, I am no, I want to play it, but I don't, I don't feel like playing, you know, I don't want it to be this repetitive, just just same old, same old. And that's what it is. Um, I know some people that they're fine with that. But for me, it's just, I'm a Battletech fan. I'm a huge MechWare fan. And I'm playing other games right now. I would love to be able to be addicted to Mech 5 right now, but I'm not. So we know nothing about DLC. If they plan on doing a clan or anything clan, I, I'm, 
I'm undecided. I, I, if it's going to be at the level of what the story was and how it was told to the player, you had no emotional connection to the, to you as a player. You had no emotional connection to Rihanna or Fahad or your employer or any of that. You, I didn't feel connected. There was no emotive. I didn't really, the protagonist in the story, like I did in Battletech, you know how they did that with good story and dialogue and they presented it with music and they presented it with sound and dialogue and, uh, and, uh, illustrations. They didn't even use in-game graphics. Why? Because I don't think it would have achieved what they wanted to do. You know, so like to me, like I just not, I was not involved. I was not pulled in. I didn't, I didn't live in the, the universe. Um, if anything, uh, you go around the inner sphere uh, once you're done with the storyline and the hardest missions are like in the Draconis combined level 15s or whatever and that. And there's, I, there's not a whole lot. Like you just go around looking for your favorite mechs. Customization is so lackluster. I see where they were trying to go with mech five, but I feel like it was a mistake and or are we going to see expansion? later on of the mech lab. If not, modders need access to that because without customization in the game, we need to see Battletech Advance 3062. And I don't think Battletech Advance 3062 is the creators of it. I think someone else. It's basically where you can put different engines and gyros and stuff like that. Now, obviously some of it has to be, you know, sensors and targeting computers and stuff. Some of it has to be translated to a, a first person shooter. Sure. But like, we need the ability to have more customization. I see where you were trying to go with it, but it is super boring, super boring. There are mechs that are completely, like the majority of mechs are pointless. We don't even, there's, I can go on a list. There are mechs that have XL engines or Indo and Faro, but you don't know because it doesn't tell you. You have to strip everything off and do the math or look it up on Sarna or, you know, SmurfyNet and stuff like that. Um, now, positives. The game has a great basis, right? I don't want to like crap all over it because I feel like, again, out of a one or a zero to five stars, I would give Mech five. Actually, I'll wait till then. Wait till then to give that. The basis of the game, the structure of the game is solid. I feel like it can take it further. Um, I like the uh, quest system they have. It's basically like, uh, you know, uh, how Battletech does their flashpoints. I like the quest system. And technically someone could, if not them, do where it happens all on same the same planet. It could be sort of like a linear story on one planet. It could be on multiples, obviously, which we already have. But the quest system allows you to start on one planet and then you got to go here, there, there. I like that. That's cool. Continue. We need to expand. Actually, that was probably the coolest thing. Um, the inner sphere, there needs to be pockets everywhere. It can't just be like, oh, in the Karita Davian area, 15s and 11s, and it goes back to like, you know, level, you know, early. It needs to be everywhere. There needs to be ones and fives and tens and everything. There needs to be conflict, and it can change. I'm okay with it evolving over time. Like this conflict zone has went from a five down to a, you know, up to a, like a 15. Like, oh shit. Um, new weapons. I like some of the mechanics. Again. I know it's subjective. I'd like to see more. I'd like to see differences. Um, 
the HUD. <laughs> uh, not what we got from the 2016 trailer. Funny enough, it's required modders to do. Um, my issue with the HUD is MechWarrior 5 did not take the IP further. If anything, it took a step back. They had a perfectly working fine HUD in MWO. And then they introduced what came vanilla with stock Mech 5. I understand their reasoning was people at PGI, I don't know if it was who or if it was a select few, felt that the, what they came out with was better than the original 2016 trailer. But I will tell you, you are wrong. Uh, the 2016 trailer evolved the experience of being in the Mech Lab. Or in the Mech, I should say, not Mech Lab. In the Mech, right? Where the HUD, like, we've had the same typical MechWare 2 style HUD for years. And that's what Mech MWO is. And then you bring out Mech 5's HUD, and it's a step back from MWO. Why would you do that? Now, in their defense, Russ said that internally, they liked what they came out with with stock vanilla Mech 5. Internally. It was voted on. I don't know if it was voted on, whatever. But he said this in chat. He said that internally, that's what the the company went with. Okay. I think they were out of touch with their uh, consumer base. It's cool that you thought. But how about all the thousands upon thousands that loved the 2016 trailer and you had something unique that had never been done before? I don't know. Maybe you should have asked. I don't know, we're all just waiting. That being said, um, his reasoning was because when you're in first person and then you're in third person, if you have that parabolic effect and that HUD, it covers up things. And when they did the current HUD that they have in MechWare 5 vanilla, it doesn't bubble. I can get, and I understand that. And I actually made that argument back in the days. I'm sure there's a reason. Now, whether we agree with the reason, that's to be debated. I just feel like, the experience of being in a mech was not, we didn't move forward. We didn't, I just felt like a lot of this was safe. Mech 5 seems safe, but here's the question. They have an extension. What are you doing with that extension? What are your plans? What are your dreams? What are your ambitions? We don't have to necessarily agree on everything. I think as a community, we're never going to fucking agree on everything. But we haven't heard a peep out of Russ or PGI. Other than, hey, we got an extension, which, by the way, was in my Twitch chat. And then the next day, he makes a tweet about it. Where's the official word? What are your goals? What are you doing with MWO? Are you going to come out with, what is your DLC plans? Even HBS at least gave us a sort of roadmap of, hey, we've got three DLCs this year. Uh, here's the name of the first one. The other two, we're not quite sure, but we'll let you know as soon as possible. What about you guys? What are you doing? What are we doing with MWO? Are you doing anything? Again, going back to if you TLDR, I don't think they're doing anything. Are you doing an online segment? Are you going to just continue to help the modding community and you're going to leave it to them to do an online? Are you sick and tired of doing the online uh, um, you know, PVP? If you are, I think it would be good and at least nice to know from a player standpoint. Oh, man. I know we just talked a lot and I know that seemed very negative, but I hope what I conveyed to you is that 
there's a lot of critiques I can have of Mech 5. And all of that comes from just being a fan. It matters to me. And it matters to so many of you guys. I just want it to have depth and substance and get the love it deserves as an IP. And I don't want it to just be, you know, I just a way to, you know, pay the bills and make sure, uh, you know, you can pay your employees. Because, you know, you see that across the industry and I don't want it to be there. So what I ask is that I just want more information. What are your plans with the license? What are you going to do? What kind of conviction do you have? Do, do you do you want to take what about mods? What are you doing with the mods? Where do you see mods going? Where do you see this IP going? What are your plans for uh, future projects? I want to I want to believe that this IP has the ability to shine and influence so many lives like it has mine. But that being said, I just feel like MechWarrior 5 as it currently stands in its current form does not live up to what we've experienced in the past. And yes, there are some systems that I think are really cool. I do think the having the inner sphere is cool and sandbox, but my issue with sandbox goes back to even what HBS Battletech started out with, which was it was repetitive and it got boring really quick and everybody just went to assaults and heavies and whatever. There was no depth and substance. I want depth and substance. And I think a lot of you guys do out there as well. So that's where I stand on Mech 5. That's why I haven't been playing it. We just had a mod editor update and access. We have no idea what DLC is coming. If it's coming in April, they did mention it was, you know, that was the, 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 the time frame that it was expected. Obviously, with uh, what's going on in the world, that may not be the case. A lot of them, I think all of them are working from home, so things may change. That all being said, if I was to give MechWarrior 5 a 0 to 5 stars, I would give Mech 5 a 2 star rating and maybe a 2 and a quarter star. That may seem harsh, but like I said, it's not 0, but it definitely doesn't deserve any more, in my opinion. I want it to. I want the game to be better than what it is. I want the story to be better. And I feel like that's another thing too, is the lack of good story. If you're listening to this, hire someone that knows how to bring a story together. And then what you need to do is you need to hire someone that knows how to take a story and use, and use auditory, whether it's talking, whether it's uh, chatter, whether it's music, illustration, in-game. And if you're going to use in-game, make it look nice. Put the time and effort to it. Because if, if there's a clan DLC, if, that's, if you guys still haven't done stuff, give it love, man. I would rather you take time. And if it takes time, it takes time. I don't care. But if it's, if, just inspire us to believe because obviously you're always going to have haters out there. It is what it is, but if, if, and sometimes the heat's deserved and I just want the game to succeed. And I think it can, it's just, if 
whether you're going to help progress the IP or is it just, it's going to be, you know, and I, that's where I feel like the, I think they're going to improve. I think it's going to be a lot like Battletech where when Battletech released, by the way, <laughs> there were some major issues, uh, performance issues as well. Uh, not to mention it got repetitive and stuff. And as, as it progressed, as the DLCs and patches and stuff, and that's what I'm hoping. But right now we have no time frame. We have no roadmap. We have no information. We have no communication from PGI. We have nothing. And I know you can't do 24 seven communication. I understand that. Trust me more than others. I understand that. But that all being said, guys, that's how I feel about Mech 5. If you're wondering if I'm going to play it, yes, I'll end up playing it again when we get more substantial information and or content to the game. And right now, the game needs a lot of content. That being said, if you're a modder, if you have any interest in modding, get involved, get on the Discord. Um, I've got a small team that's working on Mech Commander. Yes, you heard that right. MechWarrior 5, Commander, oh yes. Um, yeah, we're working on it. Um, there's nothing stopping getting new mechs in the game right now. There's actually not. It's just, it's going to take animators. It's going to take artists. You know, those things that I was critical about earlier, the character models and stuff. If you're a 3D artist out there and you're really good, dude, reach out to me on our Discord and let's get that happening. We can change the current 3D models. We can upgrade Rihanna's wardrobe. We can fix Fahad as well. If you're interested, get involved. Don't sit on the sidelines. And maybe, just maybe, like I've seen out there in the world, the modders take and create something beautiful. And if anything, the developers can't keep up, so they just help the modders push it forward. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Anyways, guys, that's going to be it for this podcast. Um, I just want to say a quick shout out to all of my uh, patrons for the support on Patreon and, of course, uh, viewers and listeners and Twitch subs. Um, you guys have been fantastic. For those that don't know, we recently had to get some uh, medical um, treatment for Gizmo, our oldest Boston. She's going on 12. Uh, we had to get x-rays, uh, blood work, ultrasound, and uh, it was a lot of money. It was around $1,000. And so during the week, I've had some major contributions um, to help cover that uh, medical expense. So I just want to say thank you again, guys. You guys have been phenomenal. Um, if you guys would like to help support with that, again, don't feel like you have to. If you want to, if you're able to, I'm going to leave a link down below for that, but just help uh, know that it's helping me directly. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of which, if you enjoyed this and you're watching on uh, YouTube, make sure to click that like subscribe button. Leave a comment down below. Let me know what you guys think. I just did a huge rant. Let me know if maybe you want to further that communication, join our discord server. It's fantastic. Uh, I interact with it every single day. Um, and of course, uh, Patreon, our patron page, guys, this podcast, this Twitch stream, these YouTube videos, everything is sponsored by you. I'm not, some people have asked me, would I go back if they offered? No, I want to keep this a hundred percent free. You're the sponsors. I don't want any ties. I don't want any, anything like that. I want everything to be supported by you. So if you value this podcast, if you value me as a content creator, if you value the Twitch streams every single day, what is that worth to you? And really, I ask that question. So check it out. Check out our Patreon. And I'll just leave it there. Um, also, uh, we do have an affiliate link. If you're going to shop on Amazon, click through it. 
uh, I get kickbacks when you guys buy stuff. And I know a lot of people are buying, um, you know, stuff uh, around the world. So, um, yeah, man, I felt like uh, that was that was nice to talk about. Like I said, I just to me, I just want the game to be like I want I want Mech 5 to be the reason I look up and I've been playing for seven hours and this is the third or fourth night going on in a row where, you know, that's what I want. I want the game to be so damn addictive. I have problems, you know, that's what, that's what we all want. So maybe it'll get there. I hope it gets there. And if they're not going to do it, hopefully the modding crews can do it. But um, guys, just want to say thank you again for all the support. Again, I'll have all the links uh, down below. Make sure again to catch us live on our Twitch, uh, on my Twitch streams. Got to keep remembering uh, that. But um, it's been a pleasure. Um, we're going to be diving into some other games, and I'll talk about those when I get done as well. So uh, if you have any, uh, if you guys have any suggestions, make sure to hop on our Discord and let me know in the game discussion thread. But uh, this was your local No Guts No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. Until next time, peace. Oh, coffee. It's so good.